Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Fikri, the podcast where we explore the intersection of Islam, culture, society, politics, and all the other issues that affect Muslims living in the modern world on a daily basis. I wanted to make a slight note today uh, on the name change of the podcast from Heart Talk to Fikri. Um, if you listen to this podcast when it was first published, uh, we had originally called the podcast Heart Talk, uh, but we felt that we needed to rebrand the podcast slightly, for lack of a better word, to signify and better align with what we were actually trying to do on the podcast, which is to stimulate discussion and uh, thought about what Islam has to say about the variety of issues that face us every day as Muslims. So I hope you enjoy the podcast and we're very excited uh, to hear your feedback. Please uh, look us up on our website www.fikri.net That's www.fikri.net Or feel free to email us at the Fikri Podcast at gmail.com and enjoy. So with that, Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala Rasulullah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa mawala. Allahumma salli wa sallam wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa mawala. Allahumma aftah alayna fatuh al-arifin. Allahumma fa'na bi'allamtana wa alimna ma yanfa'una wa zidna ilma. We're very honored and pleased to have with us um, Ustaz Sharif Sembal, who's a uh, world-renowned and international, uh, nationally acclaimed um, uh, Muslim architect, and uh, we, we we've had the pleasure to personally work with uh, Musharif and and uh, you know explore with him ideas behind architecture and um, what that process of is like, and so we're we're delighted, inshallah, to have you with us. And maybe we can just start with um, you just t- telling us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up. And um, we'll go from there. All right. Thank you very much for the for the uh, generous introduction. Um, my name is uh, Sharif uh, Senbel. Um, I'm an architect practicing out of uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, I've been living in uh, Vancouver for since 1991, so about 25 years. Uh, my practice started here. Um, I I am of uh, Egyptian. Uh, I was born in Egypt to Egyptian parents. Yeah, must. Uh, who were both architects. Who were both architects, and they. Uh, um, they moved when I was very young, when I was four years old, to Kuwait. So I grew up in uh, Kuwait, um, and my parents practiced uh, most of their uh, architectural career there in Kuwait, where I grew up. Um, and so that was a, a big um, influence. I was exposed to, to, to architecture in our home um, from an early, early age. I worked in their, in their offices um, 
you know, when I was uh, in my formative years. Um, and uh, I'm from uh, from Kuwait. I went to briefly to a boarding school in uh, in England before I moved to University of Oregon to do my um, architecture degree there, uh, five year degree. So, and I moved from uh, Eugene, Oregon, up to Vancouver uh, once I graduated. Um, I worked as an an intern here for various firms. Um, one of the firms was uh, an Ismaili architect, um, Farouk Noor Mohammed, and I ended up uh, working on a few uh, Jama Khanas in uh, in Alberta, and uh, so uh, <clears throat> I, I gained some uh, ex- first-hand experience in working on uh, religious uh, assembly buildings, and uh, and then I opened up my firm. Uh, after going, once I got, uh, once I became an ar- a registered architect, obviously it's it's a, it's before you become registered, you have very similar to to law and medicine. You have to sort of go, go through an internship process. Uh, once I was done with that, I traveled and uh, down to South America and worked in Argentina for a year. So that was gave me some experience in. Uh, in other cultures and with other materials, um, you know, the palette of materials and other uh, climates and environments, and that was uh, that was a good experience um, for for my development as an architect. Uh, and then I came uh, back to BC and opened up my firm, and um, and I literally just that was the days of uh, still we still had yellow pages and white pages phone books and I literally opened up the white pages and looked for uh, BC Muslim Association and called them up and uh, apparently it was I was very lucky to actually get someone on the other line because it's usually just a voicemail <laughs> so I actually got someone and I said I just said I'm a Muslim architect I'm opening up my own firm do you, uh, if you guys need any assistance in any projects? And he said, okay, thanks. And I got a call literally the next day. <laughs> wow. Saying, we have a, a couple of projects we'd like you to sit on, in on, and we're just buying these properties. And one thing led to another. And uh, within a year, I had uh, I was working on three massages in uh in, uh, in it was literally a cold call, like just like a sales, a sales call. It was like literally, and then that was it. Oh. That was the one phone call I ever did. And then, alhamdulillah, now I have I don't know a portfolio of many massages. So it just was oh. word of mouth after that, and uh, from one to the other. Subhanallah, that's amazing. Um, I was just reading The Alchemist. I don't know if you've ever read that yeah, by Paulo Coelho last night. So really, that personal... He, he talks about this concept of the personal legend, that everybody has a personal legend, something that they were born on Earth to do. And uh, the whole universe conspires. You know, it's one of those type of books. The universe inspire, it conspires to make that happen. So subhanAllah. I mean, we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a, has a purpose for all of us. So that, uh, subhanAllah... That's a, that's a, amazing. I didn't I didn't realize when that you had actually just made this phone call and this all started to happen. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 uh, it's well known here in BC about that how that all happened. Is uh, 
you know, it's part of like BC Muslim Association kind of uh, history. history. <laughs> <laughs> so do, is it quite different working on, I mean, this is a kind of a two-part question. One is, is it is it quite different to work on um, uh, designing the architecture for a masjid per se, as opposed to the other buildings that you worked on? And then the second kind of correlating part to that, and I know we've had discussions with you about this in the past, is there such a thing as uh, Islamic architecture? And if so, what, what would define that? Okay, so the first um, the, fir- the first part of the question is, um, about similarities with other projects or differences. Um, I would say that certain things are consistent um, throughout whatever project it is, whether it's a, a school, a masjid, or there's a certain sort of a design process in terms of uh, discovery of the site, analysis of the site, um, um, uh, looking at the building program, looking right. at the zoning bylaws. Like the mechanics of it are the same. Thing. Yeah, so that that process is the same, and engaging engaging the client. It's uh, the masajid are almost always um, a client group. And so that can exist in in other projects as well. Uh, most of them are not even even institutional projects like in at, to the university or whatever. Usually, you deal with one or two project managers. But you know, in terms of a a, a, a group, that would be the same whether it's a let's say a, a church or you know a, a masjid or whatever. That would be the same. I think the the biggest difference is my own personal feeling of um of uh, responsibility that you know that this the masjid not just represents me as a muslim architect but it's a represent representation of my community in in a canadian uh, context and so i feel uh, a larger burden a mm. personal burden uh, that it that it needs a to be, uh, uh, you know, a successful project. I mean, all my pro- I look forward to all my projects being successful, but this somehow has added uh, weight to it um, that, uh, you know, because I, I, I want to make sure that, you know, the community is proud of what they have, but I also want to make sure that the, I'm proud of this uh, as a project, as one of my projects, because a lot of times that's not mutually exclusive. What they want is something that I feel is not is not a good representation of of Islamic architecture, which is, I guess, leads to the second part of your question about Islamic architecture, where, you know, I, I get asked this question a lot, um, and um, I say yes, there is an Islamic architecture, um, but you have to sort of go back what. You can't look at the 20th century. This 20th century is kind of what, not just Islamic architecture, but all sort of traditional architecture got sort of um, yeah, uh, destroyed yeah. because of because of uh, sort of a, more of a global context. You know, in terms of materials, in terms of ideas, in terms of. Um, uh, fossil fuels. How we didn't we didn't need to consider the environment as much because we had, you know, air conditioning, heating, and you know, none of that stuff became relevant. And so they be, they became a detached 
detachment between design and architecture and where it was at. But if you look back, uh, uh, sort of 19th century and and back, I would say there Islamic architecture is is any sort of architecture that was built by and for Muslims, but. You know, people have an idea that Islamic architecture is one thing. Hmm. It's not one thing. It's it's a multi multiplicity of 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 different styles. I, mean, I don't really like to use the word styles, but different uh, um, interpretations. You know, so you go to Indonesia. This you know, what's Islamic architecture in Indonesia is going to be very different from uh, what you, what you see in Mali. Right. from what you see in Turkey, from what you see in Iran, or because each one of these, you know, is a different environment, different building materials, a different culture. And so uh, what what feeds the architecture there is very different. But they all have this sort of something that ties them together. A lot of times it's like this, this um, wanting to be to create something beautiful uh, using uh, calligraphy the, uh, as a decorative element, using uh, geometric patterns. And so there was cross-fertilization. So there wasn't like the guys in Indonesia and the guys in Mali were just doing their own thing. There was, I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a, a culture that came out of Arabia. And so it wasn't, Everything sort of there, you know, as the Quran sp spread and uh, the word of Allah spread, also these other ideas spread about, you know, how to make uh, space, how to decorate space. And so all of that. And so you see there, there is a link between them. You can see a link, but it's not one thing. It's similar to saying if you look at a sort of Canadian society, you know, it used to be what is Canadian, right? Yeah. You know, you know, in 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 some people's eyes, Canadian is you know, you know, white, Caucasian, you know, Anglo-Saxon. But in reality, you know, Canadian is many things. You know, and we all we're all part of this together. And so it's very similar to that idea: is it's not one thing; it's a multiplicity of things um, that creates Islamic architecture, and it really is. Um, you know this response re response to the environment. You, you know it's like it's uh, uh, using local materials and using that and and not using you know. And then there was also that not using figurative art. You know that, that was part of the the art and architecture of uh, you know with with the, there's a, there was a few exceptions to that, but in general, not using figurative art and so exploring geometry, exploring calligraphy exploring materials and you know in different ways whether it's um, and those things geometry calligraphy all that and it wasn't in one medium it was in brickwork it was in mosaics it was in textiles it was in you know many different things you know I, one I, thing that sorry, yeah, go, go ahead Mr. go ahead Mr. one that, that i always and amir knows that i've always had uh, debates on him with this subject like, why do we need a beautiful space? Or why do we need this space that's, you know, quote-unquote Islamic in terms of its architecture, that has beautiful calligraphy, that has local materials, that has natural light? I mean, to me, that just seems like the wrong way of approaching these things. Like, if you look back at the time of the Prophet and if you look at his masjid, you know, it was a simple, you know, square, essentially, with palm fronds, uh, 
not something that we people would go to today and say, oh, this is a beautiful example of Islamic architecture. The architecture happened to, you know, it was a functional, it was that kind of form follows function. And I totally know that I'm using that in the wrong way. But, you know, this is, the, I've heard the sentence, I'm going to use it and abuse it. Uh, but, you know, like, why do we need beautiful spaces? Isn't it what the people inside are doing? Like, if we want to say, oh, we need a space that reminds us of God, isn't it just the people inside? Because I've seen lots of beautiful spaces that are kind of dead inside. And I've seen lots of ugly spaces that are very alive. Uh, and it kind of reminds me of, like, you know, here in Edmonton, uh, apparently there's plans to build, like, this really gorgeous, uh, you know, the, where the Boyle Street is in yeah, Dubai, yeah. here in Edmonton? Mm-hmm. Apparently there's plans to tear that down and build, like, this gorgeous new homeless shelter with, like, lots of natural yeah. light. And sometimes it feels to me like we're doing the same thing. Like, we're really obsessed with this idea of beauty, but we're not really focused on, like, what are we doing it for? So, yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I'm, I'm always, I'm a big fan of, of making it simple. But making it simple, you know, when we talk about natural light, it's like, you know, I mean, okay, you bring the example of uh, the Prophet's Mosque. Yes, it was simple, but, you know, even the materials that brought it together, they were local materials, right? Like, it was... And we don't know how is uh, how it was oriented. Simple does not does not mean it, it's not beautiful, and that is what I strive for, and that's what I'm always actually working with the community to to, to you know they want to put chandeliers in there, they want to do the the gold gilded you know calligraphy, <laughs> they want to. I mean, I'm the one I'm the one who's always trying to you know say no you know this this is we don't need this i mean and and if you look at the spaces that i try to do they are actually very simple they're you know i'm actually tr- always trying to simplify rather than like embellish but that doesn't mean like why 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 close up why not use natural light mm. it's it's allah's light it's it's free it brings warmth it brings uh uh, liveliness to the space and it animates the space I mean I'm not saying that you know it has to be something grand and that's not but it has you know it has to be you know a contemplative space I mean I per, I like to go to a mosque where you know the sun shines I'd rather go to a mosque where the sun shines where I can look out and see trees and and, and gardens rather than being in a basement I, I, I'm I, I'm sorry about that. You know, it's it's a it's an it's a space that I'm not saying. Oh, it has to inspire and it has to like. T- but it's it's a it's a it's a you know yeah. You can sit in a corner and read the Quran and be inspired. I agree. Uh, but why not read the Quran with uh, you know God created the sun, God created the and, and so we're celebrating what God created just like God gave us the Quran. God gave us this whole beautiful world where, uh, you know, you're inspired by walking out like the the moon coming out, the the sun, the trees, the fall, and you know that that whole cycle that was all part of God's creation. And I, I'm not saying, and so that for if you look at my architecture, that's really what I try to do. I try to open up the spaces. I try to bring nature in, so there's always a connection to nature, the sun. Um, 
And the materials are, and that's what I, the materials are natural materials. And that's why I try to always use natural materials, things that, you know, brick, wood, stuff that really God created. And so that we're just using these things in a way that's respectful, that's beautiful, that's, you know, that's really where I come from. But I, I totally agree. I mean, you go to these ostentatious, you know, the king, I don't know who, in Dubai or, or whatever, and everybody's talking about, oh, yeah, this, look at these. And, and no, I agree. I totally agree with you, Mustafa. But uh, um, so, yeah, that would be my answer to you. I, I agree, but I, I, I don't, I'm saying don't push out the stuff that, you know, that it's beautiful that God created. I mean, I think that this, and I totally disagree with you, Mustafa. But, <laughs> uh, I, mean, I, I think that what this gets at uh, is like, are there, I mean, this is something we really struggled with when we were working on the Masjid in Short Park is like, you know, people have very defined set of ideas of what they think Islamic architecture is. And yet, you know, you're so right that when we look at, uh, examples of Islamic architecture around the world, you know, you get this sense that there's something that links all of them, but you don't know what that is or are there are there principles that you use or are there principles that you that Muslim architects should use other than the fact that you want, you know, you know that you have a good niya for it and that you want to make it a beautiful place. Like are there are there even principles? And maybe these are very and that even questions. goes, and that even goes beyond that, like just the masjid. Because I mean, most Muslims that I know, they want to make their houses, you know, not even when they're building a masjid, but they want to make their houses in a way that reminds them of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So, do you give? Can you have give them some tips that you know, or, or the, uh, that help? You know, like what are those defining features? I mean, the other, the other way to ask this question there is, aren't. I, I, yeah. I, I really don't. You know, this whole issue of. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I mean, and this has been, you know, one of my biggest, you know, sort of like struggles with the communities is uh, throughout. I mean, and, and, and different in different ways with, with but, you know, is like really there isn't like this idea is like, where's the dome? Where's the dome? Where's the arches? Where's the green? Where's, you know, I'm like, you know. That has been my struggle. There really isn't, you know, um, anything like that. I mean, that is that would be a, a, a principle that would have, oh, you have to have this or that. And that was the beauty of our faith is that there aren't all these uh, prescribed things where you have to do this. You have to. I mean, really, uh, you you know, <laughs> I don't know um, that. That's a big. That it's always been an issue. It's, I, yeah. So even with with uh, um, with houses and stuff like that, what is it that uh, is it is it putting you know a piece of uh, a, you know of the Quran or calligraphy in your house? Is that what's going to remind you of God, or is it the sunlight coming in every morning and you know and and the seasons changing or that? I mean, it's like where where are we looking for God? You know, where is it just in is it just in those things? Are we forgetting that everything outside and the environment and all that is also part of God's creation? And is, you know, the bees and they're all of this stuff is in the Quran. 
you know, التيني والزيتوني and you know, الجبال and and all of these things are part of what should be reminding us of God. I think there's been a, a little bit of a disconnection that it's like, oh, it only has to be a certain thing and you have to have the calligraphy and surat ayat kursi on the wall and, you know, that's, you know, and the mushaf on the top. I mean, I'm not saying let's not do those things, but I think, you know, it, there there should be, we should be looking for God in 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 in, in sort of, when we walk to school, you know, there or, or to, there's other things that you know can remind us of 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 God and His power. I mean, the other way to ask this question is: Are there styles of architecture that would be considered un-Islamic? Like, for example, the the example that always comes to my mind is: Could you make a masjid in a, for example, Gothic style or something like that? Like, what's your take on that? Well, I mean, there there isn't this issue. There is no. I mean, you see, now there is these things of styles. You know, these things yeah. where your styles. You know, at the time when you're when those are happening, they're not styles. They're not like during the Gothic period, they were working with stone in a certain way. You know, there's probably some advancements in in certain things, and so things develop. Like you look now, is like. The structure has become so. Um, we don't need to use so much, such massive structure because we've sort of like the engineering has become so good. Glass has become everything is in glass and sort of like. And so ne- that happened at the time. It wasn't called modernist style. Now we're calling it modernist style. It happened in the fifties and sixties and that sort of thing. So there isn't anything that that can't be done i mean there isn't anything i mean it has to be a clean place it has to be oriented if we're talking about masjid has to be oriented towards mecca uh, you know these are the sort of uh, principles that are required but there isn't something that says oh you have to have this and you know the only other thing is the washrooms have to be in the opposite direction from um uh from the qibla and so those are those are the kinds of things you know, it's even a, an area of wudu is not absolutely necessary. It's not, you know, it's 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 helpful, but it's not necessary. And then, and then, you know, how the men and women are divided. Well, there you go. You know, and you know, you <laughs> you can you can depending on where where you are, and you know, if you went back. 40 years, it was different from what it is today, right? right? Like in Egypt, in Egypt, when I was growing up, the men and women were all in one room. I don't know what mm. it's like now, mm. but they were, you know, the, the sisters would be, you know, on what to one side or in the back or in one room. Now it's a bit different, you know, I think in Egypt or, and here there's a, you know, there's a certain way of doing it that people, you know, find acceptable. Uh, um, by sort of a common de- denominator, right? Like some people would prefer it a different way, but I, you know, I think there's a common denominator there that uh, a certain way. So I, I really don't think you know there's something that's right and something that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really don't. Uh, okay. You know, and I, yeah. So if so, and this is Mustafa's last come back on this one. So if there's you know. You know, there's no there's no way to say that you know there's one space that you know has to, you know, have you know that that's necessarily distinctively Islamic. Then you know, if I put up four walls and I put a window, you know, one <laughs> little window, 
right? Reminds me of the fact that, you know, there's light out there. And it is also accords to code, right? By code, you have to have a window. Generally, yep. so you can escape if there's a fire, right? So there's yep. going to be some natural light. And, you know, most of you have, and this is how, you know, to be fair, most of our massages are designed. You know, it's four walls. You got a window in there. It's the cheapest possible design. Because, you know, whenever you put more windows, glass is more expensive than other materials. You know, what have you, what you, no, no, but what have you built the walls with? I, I'm not sure. Uh, throw some drywall. Well, throw I'm, some, throw some drywall. I'm not, I'm not an artist. I'm not an expert. I think we need to go it, back to you've torts. Got a vision. You've got a vision there. So I'm just, I'm just you know, I'm just uh, trying to, you know. Explore it. All I'm saying is like, okay, that's a great, I mean, that's a great start. Let's, first of all, rotate it towards Qibla. Let's rotate the box towards Qibla, right? Let's, is there a tree outside? Let's put the window so it's facing the tree, you know. Um, let's, you know, make it a nice floor so you're comfortable sitting on it. And, uh, you know, a door, you know, that, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty quiet so that you don't get the noise outside, right? You don't want to be distracted by trucks outside, Mustafa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're gonna, you gotta respond to where it is, right? Like it's somewhere, right? That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's, it exists somewhere. And so you're responding to these external influences. And then, yeah, it could be great. You know, you know, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, yeah. I, it can be really beautiful, and then or not. You don't want it to be beautiful. That's fine. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's, a, it's a roof, but however, 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 this this represents you, your community, to others. Mm -hmm. You know, to others, and so how do you dress, Mustafa, when you go out? Do you, you wear don't want to. You don't want to know the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, That's actually true, I'm ashamed. You don't want to know the answer to that. Is that why you switched the video up? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, you know, we all want to present ourselves in a nice way. Right. You know, it can be it can be modest, but you know how you put your clothes together, the cut. You know, I mean, it's it's not about being. It's just. A, it's just about how you put things together. You know, simple, uh, modest, humble can still be well done, can still be, uh, you know, look nice and be part, you know, and, and all of that. So that's all I'm saying is it's, it's just you got to think about it, even if it's simple, even if the materials are simple, the, the, the structure is simple. And even if it's just one single window, let's think about where we're going to put that window. Let's think about, you know, these things that it's, you know, and, and you can still be simple and, and, and look good and be, present well, present well. Now, I, I would do want to ask you a little bit about what the consultation process is like when you're building massages, because I, I think that was one of the highlights for us when you came to Short Park and did that with us. But um, when you were in architecture school, did they ever talk about, a concept of Islamic architecture is that not really that something that ever comes up? Like you, you know, they don't really talk about quote unquote styles. No, no, we 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 study about. I mean, each school each school is different. Right. You know, each school. Uh, University of Oregon was very. Um, 
focused on process. So the design process was was uh, was you know part of what we we learned. But as a, a general, in terms of I st I didn't have any formal education in Islamic architecture at school, and so when they teach uh, these styles, it's more in a historical in like history of Western architecture is where we learned about you know, Renaissance, Gothic and modernist and all that sort of stuff. So it's not really in the, in, uh, in design process, but we do to, yeah, we did study about process, not necessarily engagement of the client, but in terms of the design process and how you break it down and how you look at different, you know, the site and, you know, the orientation and, you know, the, the trees on the site and the topography and the codes and the, you know, all that stuff, how that comes together, selecting, uh, structural systems, you know, that sort of stuff where you put the windows, that was all part of, uh, my education. But in terms of engaging the clients, um, that was really something that, um, I formed, um, sort of as I went along in terms of, uh, how to engage such a big group because it wasn't, I mean, I usually dealt with a, like a board or a small group, but there was also the larger group that always needed engagement. And I encouraged engagement with, with, with the, the larger group. I always encouraged, you know, making community presentations, community engagement, uh, kind of, uh, sessions, workshops, because, you know, it helps in the fundraising when everybody has ownership of the project and everybody is involved or at least listened to. You know, we can't get everybody's ideas in there. Um, and so, um, but at least being listened to and, and engaging with the community was really helpful to many projects. And so that was, um, I know in Sherwood Park, it, this, the community was, was a bit smaller but um, even with larger communities. And it was always always wanting to uh, make sure we listen to even people who are have difficulty like sp speaking in a large group or, you know, so we'd always pass around questionnaires. That, you know, th so there's different ways of doing feedback uh, because sometimes, and sometimes we, I'd have to have sessions with just the sisters because they felt more comfortable in terms of the engagement with just, you know, so it was, I'd always, you know, see how it worked and, 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 and tailored and, and adjusted the process according to the, to the community itself. What sort of challenges have you run into working with various Muslim groups making massages? Well, there's, there's various, um, uh, challenges. I mean, my personal, my biggest challenge is always convincing them that there isn't a specific style. That was always been the challenges, like the dome or the arch or this or that, where it's like, I'm always, I, you know, that's the, the biggest challenge is that part of like educating them, what is Islamic architecture, going back, showing them examples that's always you know because you don't have to deal it, with the, so the soviet union of architecture like as most of them proposes right <laughs> yeah, exactly. he wants so, to build yeah, the mugamba everywhere <laughs> Mugamba, yeah <laughs> so that's my ideal structure the mugamba <laughs> that's right okay 
<laughs> so that's that's one challenge. That's uh, that's always one challenge. That's very very consistent because there's always going to be the you know there's always going to be the guy who's not or the you know who's never going to be convinced you know. And so I just I've learned to live with that. You can't make everybody happy. That's absolutely it's impossible. You know. So that's that's one. Um, then the other one of the other challenges. Uh, that I've run into sometimes is um, because these are often uh, democratically elected uh, sort of uh, board members or whatever. Uh, and because of a lot of times these projects, as you know, spend many years, uh, often there's changes and uh, sometimes they're pretty smooth changes. So that, you know, all of a sudden I'm dealing with a different, you know, client group. Yeah. And sometimes they're challenging. Um, sometimes I've had to be in the role of a, like kind of a peacekeeper. Yeah. Um, where, you know, literally I was in the, okay, this is the group, the new group and the old group are trying to, you know, stay in control. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> something yeah. we, did, we did never learned in architecture school isn't really part of an architect's uh, <laughs> I think I think masjid governance is definitely a subject for another day where I will still be talking about the the, the promise of the Soviet Union. But uh, <laughs> but you but know yeah, that, like that, that, that is a real challenge. That's yeah. a real challenge. And and you guys you guys have seen that. Yes, in, absolutely. In, 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 yeah, in Sherwood Park. Do you get tired? Uh, do you get tired of that? Like like what it must get tiring to deal with so many Muslim groups that. Have these all these internal dynamics that get played out? No, no, they don't all. No, they don't, no, they don't all. Okay. all have them. No, no, no. Okay. I'm just saying some of them do. Some, okay. of them, no, they don't just all have them. Some, some, <laughs> <laughs> and you never know what you know. What is uh, you know what's what's in store? And, and yeah, I mean, it's part of any. There's going to be challenges to any project, right? In 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 my you know, like anything, it's like the projects have different challenges. Um, but it's not it's not tiring because it's um it's just part of the, the 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 process and part of the project i mean it's i think the challenge sometimes is when it's not in the personalities it's when you know they it's too far along in the project to change things and they and the a new group is trying to change things and that's where the that's where i find the biggest challenge in that Mm-hmm. But in terms of like, you know, you know, I just let things happen and then I just, I'm a, you know, I can't be involved. I'm just a professional and I deal with, I know where my role is, where it starts and stops. And so I don't, uh, and I'm respectful that, that every community group has to have their own process in terms of who represents them. And so, you know, and I just, all I ask is that, you know, I just deal with one one spokesperson or one representative, because when what happens when you deal with two representatives is that you get conflicting ideas. That's what. So I'm very clear on that. How you know, in terms of communication, in terms of I'm very clear on that, and um, and that's how I keep it. You know, very you know, um, I don't get involved and and I and I stay as my role. I I know what my role is. Uh, and I'm providing a service um, to the community, and and I know where that service starts and stops. But it must be hard sometimes when you see people making decisions like Mustafa's to make a 
must sit like a box or something like that. Like, don't you sometimes feel like, well, why, you know, this is... Hey, don't, don't hate on the box. <laughs> don't hate on the box. But, you know, and <laughs> that kind of goes to... <laughs> The gap is a box. The gap is a box. <laughs> no, but like, don't you don't you, don't you sometimes? Ha- is it hard to just stay neutral and um, and just be that professional like, when you have your own ideas about how something should should be built? And that also kind of goes towards our last question. That you know, like when you get criticism over a design, how do you kind of deal with that? Especially understanding the lack of literacy among many Muslims, including myself. Uh, so how do you how do you how have you dealt with that? And you know, in general, for Muslims, you know, what are lessons to take away from that? So, uh, in terms of in terms of criticism, I've learned sort of that, as I said earlier, I'm not going to make it, everybody happy. That's that's not gonna. So I, I've learned to accept the fact that I'm not going to make everybody happy. And I do get uh, some criticism. And I, you know, you just, I just, just, you learn to accept it, you know, um, and, and, uh, and just be sure, uh, you know, and not let it, I don't let it affect it, me personally. But I feel, I, I feel that my work speaks for itself kind of thing. It's like, you know, like anything, it's like, okay, you like it, you don't like it, um, you know, um, that's, that's fine, as long as I'm proud of it, and I'm, I'm happy with it, um, and I work hard to convince, going back to your question, I work hard to convince the group, um, and I don't, you know, if they want to build a box, you know, I work hard to convince them, you know, this is, you know, you know, this is why we should do th- do it this way and i and and i'll spend you know it's you know i don't worry about my fees and say oh okay like i've run out of time uh let's just do it this way I've, my fees are run out like i don't really care anymore you know <sighs> so i keep i keep pushing and i and i keep and i feel most people are, are receptive most people you know that i work with and I, like I, I feel like i can bring ideas across and so i don't you know sometimes it's frustrating um but in the end um you know and and i have to compromise too like i i have to realize that this is i'm not building it just for myself right so it's always it's always you know it's not i'm not i'm not designing i'm not an artist doing a canvas on my own and i'm going to walk away from this project and it's not going to be mine anymore it's going to be the communities so I have to really understand that. And so it's always going to be, you know, architecture is not this one thing. So it's a compromise. So I have to come to a, a location where, okay, Mustafa wants a box. I can work with that. But let's make it a really, you know, n- you know, presentable box, a beautiful box. And, and I'll work with Mustafa. And I don't want a beautiful box. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? I yeah, mean yeah. Uh, no, no, that I, makes sense. Work, I'm, I'm- I will work. You know, I will work to make it something that I am proud of as well. You know, and that so I, you know, and that Mustafa is happy with it, or the client is happy with it as well. And so, you know, there is a there is a common ground that we can reach. I feel in all my projects, I know I can reach a common ground where it's it's something that's a the community is happy with. B, it's a proud representation of Muslims in within the larger Canadian context. 
and see that I'm, you know, you know, I'm happy to have it as part of my portfolio of work. And I'm proud to say, yeah, this is another one of my projects. So, you know, these are the three things, you know, that I think are, are really important when we're building, well, two, two for as for one for my personal, but two, it's like the community has to, it has to work for the community, but it really, you know, in our time and age, you know, we have to build institutions, Muslim institutions in Canada that are a good representation of our community, you know, uh, and uh, building some something that looks like it landed from somewhere else that is 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 kind of like it's not anything in particular other than a collection of of oh yeah you know. Brother A wants uh, some arches. Oh, great! Let's put some arches. Brother B wants it green. Okay, let's paint them green. <laughs> you know, brother C wants a dome. Let's put a dome. And that's what happens a in, in a lot of masajid uh, in North America. Is they engage architects that have no vested interest in in the in what what the product is. They, it's just another job for them. They just want to get paid and move on. And the guys, they have, they have no interest in researching it, have no experience, have no background in it. And, the, you know, the guys on the, on the committee say, oh, well, you know, we want this, this and this. He's like, okay, here you go. You know, give us this, a chandelier in the entrance, you know, like, here you go, you know, and they walk away. And that's what you wanted. And that's what you get, you know, and that's, that's the difference, really. You know, and that's why I, I, I really feel it's really important for us to be good representations, not just pr as as people, but our institutions, both as buildings and our associations and, and, and organizations are good representations of our faith. Exactly. And we'll, we'll put uh, the links, inshallah, to... Um that's your, it. Your, no, 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 no. I, I, I was going to... No, perfect I, time, an hour. No, no, no this is good. <laughs> well, um, I'm, not, I'm not cutting you off. I'm just saying so that our listeners know that we'll, we're going to put links to your websites and to um, different massages that you've built so that people can look at it. But what I was going to ask you is, do you, do you have any uh, books or resources uh, that, you, that you feel... Um, people could learn from in terms of understanding Islamic architecture or things that have influenced you that uh, you'd like to share. Yeah, I, I can I can give you some uh, some names of some books and uh, references for sure. Yeah, okay. no no problem. That'd yeah. be great, and we'll we'll put that in our show notes too. Is there? I mean, oh, for another day, we should we should really sit down and talk about. Um, you know what our experience was like um, in Mushroom Park because I I think people would learn a lot from that both good and bad of what happened but um, maybe we'll save that for another day inshallah and we'll, we'll get yeah. your thoughts on that process as well too but is there anything else that uh, you wanted to mention or talk about it in terms of Islamic nope, architecture Muslim masjid masjids in in uh, Canada etc. No, no, no. That was a, it. Was a great discussion, and you guys brought up some great, uh, great ideas. And it was. Uh, thank you very much for your interest. No, Jazakallah khair for uh, for coming on the podcast. And I think people will really uh, enjoy the discussion because I think it gets at the heart of a lot of the issues that Muslims in North America and in the West are facing. Um, not only about 
Islamic architecture per se, but defining a Muslim culture, a Muslim aesthetic, Muslim art. I mean, all of these things are are really in flux and people are struggling with a lot. And then there's like the... And it's always been that way. Yeah. You know, these things are not stagnant. And that's why, you know, uh, Muslim communities um, throughout the centuries advance because it's not one thing. It's a, you know, we are, we as Muslims in the West, this is a new thing, you know, this is, you know, and we're discovering it together. You know, I don't know the answers. I mean, we're working towards an answer together, right? You know, so it's, it is, it's a dynamic thing. Also, and Muslims spend hundreds of millions of dollars in North America on the side. So it's about time that I think we start to think about how we actually want them to be built. Totally. Uh, yeah. I think that's, these are, that's why this becomes such an important discussion. Yeah. Thank you very again, much for your interest, and, guys. Uh, inshallah, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Okay. Have Salam. a good Salam. rest of the day. Okay. Thanks, Jazakallah for listening. We can't tell you how much you appreciate taking the time out to listen to Fikri. To learn more, please visit our website at www.fikri.net. Check out our Facebook page. Uh, and as always, please keep us in your prayers and in your thoughts. Love you all. Assalamu alaikum. Take it easy. You're still young. That's your fault. There's so much you have to know.